invite you to enter this portal of strange and unimaginable. I simply ask that you suspend your judgment and expand your mind in the vastness of the unknown. Come witness the wonder that is our reality. The truth is out there, and so am I. Wife of a demon hunter, extraordinary tales of all things paranormal. Hello, my name is Dorinda Stewart, and I am the wife of a demon hunter. Hello, today my guest is ghost hunter, demon hunter, Kevin Chapman, and his lovely wife, Brenda Chapman, who is also a wife of a demon hunter in Missouri. Welcome, Kevin and Brenda. Hello. Joe and I have been working with you guys for about five years or so. So, Brenda, you truly know what it's like to be a wife of a demon hunter, don't you? Yes. <laughs> Let's get started with Kevin, okay? Um, you said in your bio that when you were about 16, you had your first ghost encounter. Could you tell us about that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that one won't seem to leave my memory. Yeah, I, um, my oldest brother was going to celebrate his birthday, and I was in Kentucky for the summer, and some of his friends decided that uh, they wanted to take him over to what back then was, I believe I'm right on the name, was Woodhaven Geriatric Hospital, which is today known as Waverly House. Yeah. Or Waverly Sanatorium. And... So uh, it had just recently closed down. We'd heard all the stories about it, so we decided we was going to go sneak in there. Well, we did, and for whatever reason, I was the youngest, but I got nominated to go in first. <laughs> but I was also the first one that seen the apparition of a nurse descending a flight of stairs, and I was the first one out and back in the car, too. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, but... The paranormal has always fascinated me. Um, that's kind of like, uh, you know, most people who get into paranormal, they usually have, you know, some sort of encounter, just like what you had had. So, Brenda, you have had some some things that you discovered that were kind of unexplainable in your life, too. Do you want to talk about those? Um. Yeah, I guess I can. Some of the things I don't like to really think about, but... um. um Back when I was growing up as a kid, um, it, it seemed like every place we lived, it, things would happen. Sure. Back before I was ever born, um, you know, there would be, you know, dishes rattling, uh, doors, drawers opening and shutting by itself, lights going on and off. Um, and then... Uh, probably, I don't know, when I was about, I'd say 10, um, sorry. No, Some that's okay. It's, it, I know it's hard to talk about, so, you know, but it, it, it does help others, as you know, so. My dad would see snakes coming over his shoulders, which wouldn't be nothing there. Mm -hmm. Um, cats scratching him which there was no cat, but he'd have scratches on his arms. Um, we'd hear, you know, footsteps going up to our bedroom, you know, just up and down the stairs. Um, one time we'd come home and the door was wide open at our house and there was a blood trail. Oh, goodness. To our kitchen sink, which 
way before that, a man had died outside um, on his tractor. And then, um, and then there was a time when my dad uh, was wrestling in the floor with something, and he didn't have scratches on his back from it. Which there was nothing there again. That's probably pretty traumatic for a young child to watch that. It was very. And yeah, I remember right after that, I remember I had my bed. It was like the back door, but um, I had my bed beside it where I slept. And it was like something brushed my face after that. I don't know if it was, I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't evil what it did to me. It just brushed my face like, you know, trying to give me comfort. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, there was a lot of stuff that went on. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> uh, you know, Joe and I, we kind of make fun of, um, we always say there's a lot of stuff that happens in Missouri. So what's going on with Missouri? It's like there's a lot of things that are going on there. Uh, Kevin, are you from Missouri as well? I'm actually from Kentucky. Okay. But, okay. But I grew up most of my life here in Missouri. Okay. So would you agree that Missouri has a special place for a paranormal? Oh, oh Missouri is very active. Uh, back before COVID hit, we we had people from everywhere yeah. that would want us to come and uh, either do a ghost hunt in their business or their home, or do a blessing for them, and it just it was never ending. Yeah. Same with us too here in Michigan too. Yeah, it was. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, there's yeah. not a lot of us around. There's not a lot of demon hunters around. <laughs> it's not a job that people kind of apply for. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys are a team now, and you began ghost hunting about 20 years ago. You were documenting all your cases with videos and EVPs. What was the funniest thing you've ever heard from a v- EVP? Uh, the funniest? I really don't know. I, most of the time, I get cussed in them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can you well, remember one, Brenda, at all? That's what I'm trying to do here. Yeah. But I just, it was all freaky to me. Yeah. So. Yeah. When you first hear it, you're kind of like, is that for real? Um, yeah. <clears throat> So you've been investigated, you've done a lot of investigations for several huntings. You know, you've been doing this for a while. But something changed about seven years ago. Can you tell us what that was? Uh, what we, myself being a minister, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I had a, a, just one of those feelings where I wasn't doing enough. And so uh, we we got into the, the demonology then, you know, and I started studying that and, you know, we talked about it, you know, about uh, doing exorcisms and blessings and so forth. And so we decided to go off on that adventure, which, you know, we, we will still do, you know, just the normal ghost hunt, but most generally ours involves something demonic somewhere. That yeah. They're that's... Always it's funny you yeah. said normal ghost hunt. <laughs> Some people would think that that's not normal either, but yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that, that was a big turning point. And like I said, you know, I didn't know a lot about, you know, other than what I had been taught as a minister. Sure. And, and what I grew up knowing. And so that is how me and Joe come to actually meet each other online. And then we talked uh, a good part of one night on the phone 
you know, and he, he told me a little bit about it and everything. And, you know, I remember thinking after I got off the phone with Joe, Brenda was at work, and I thought, I have got to be insane to be even thinking this. I know. I know. Think about me. I met him, and he was a demon hunter, and I married him. We've only been married five years, but I married him. So now I'm the wife of a demon hunter. So, uh, Brenda, what was your feelings about all that, him getting into the demon stuff? Well, it was kind of freaky for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I just, I wasn't too sure of it, you know, because I know what these demons can do. Sure, I mean, absolutely. I, I, you grew up with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was kind of apprehensive about it, but, you know, it really, it really don't bother me now. You know, I still kind of get very apprehensive on some things, but, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't really bother me as bad now. Except for when we have stuff grabbing stuff out of our hands while we're using it. Yeah, I don't care for that. <laughs> yeah, that's not that's not fun. Um, lately, I've been pushed. I'm like, really? You're gonna be pushing me now? It's like, it's like, come on. I'm old. I don't want to be pushed. But yeah, they've been pushing me lately. So yeah. <laughs> what was the worst demon case the two of you have ever experienced? Oh, I think. Okay, we were staying at this motel in West Plains, Missouri, and. We were investigating it because the owner said there was a bunch of stuff going on. Well, I got a job there, and I worked as a housekeeper, and I worked in the um, restaurant there. Mm-hmm. Well, I'd have to be down there at night by myself in the kitchen. And, I mean, I was I was doing dishes, and I'd take and put them all up across the kitchen, you know, stack them up where they went and everything. And then I'd no more get back to the sink and... The whole thing fell over. Oh goodness! And then, and then I heard something in my ear. It was like a whisper in my ear. I mean, I called Kevin. I said, "You're gonna have to come downstairs because I cannot get my work done because I am totally freaked out." But I think that was the scariest for me at that, that motel. That place was really bad. There, there had been it had been standing for like fifty years, and there had been numerous suicides, uh, oh, several murders. And it just, it had a bad history behind it. And there used to be a bar on the end of the the hotel and there was all kinds of stabbing spikes, you know, everything that goes with the bar. And uh, that was where we, they originally asked us to investigate. Mm-hmm. And on our very first trip in there, as I was walking out the door, it was me and our son, Sean, mm-hmm. and uh, something threw a two by four at us. Oh my goodness! Yeah, and and it just it escalated from there. Uh, and when we first started, everybody, you know, you know how it is. I'm sure you meet the skeptics out there. Everybody was very skeptical of us and what we do. Mm-hmm. And before we left there, all their employees believed in the demon world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, how do you guys protect yourselves? We pray before we go in, and we pray before we go out. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Most most all of ours, you know, uh, up under Joe teaching me how to do the binding. You know, we we relied on a lot on what the Catholic Church teaches. Sure. And so, you know, which I've, I've had some Catholic priests work with me too on uh, performing the rites of exorcism, and you know, and how to do house blessings. And which I think I like Joe's version better. It's a lot shorter. <laughs> and, and effective, too. 
Yeah, yeah, Joe did a lot of research on that because one of the things that he had discovered was that a lot of those exorcisms um, were not that effective. And, you know, there's there's cases where the exorcism went on for 40 years and these people are being, you know, plagued by this demonic force and they're still, you know, the priest's still trying to get it out, you know. So Joe did a lot of research and the binding that you had talked about is not something new, really. We call it something new, but really it's been around for a minute. So if you go back in the 1600s, they did do that, sort of like a genie in the bottle. So, right. Kevin, <clears throat> what makes a good demon hunter? Uh, the ability to stay focused on what you're doing and what you're dealing with would probably be the most critical point that I myself would feel as needing to have. Right. Do you need a strong because faith or? Do what? Do you need a strong faith? Yeah. Yes. Mm hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, so many people will, you know, they naturally they don't really believe too much sure. in God or they say the things, but you know, they, they, there's some that, you know, feel like, you know, the demonic world can't touch them. They're too good for that. <laughs> you know, and, uh, which after reading Joe's book, I, I took one of his lines that I'm going to use on everybody from now on. When, you know, when you're in trouble, Whose name you gonna call? That's right. That's yeah. That's exactly what Joe says because we get we have these people who are atheists or they don't believe, and then you know when you're up against the wall, <laughs> who's the name you're yeah. gonna call? Yeah, exactly. So, what makes a good um, demon hunting team? The ability, I think, to almost know what the other person's thinking. Mm -hmm. You know, and you know there there will be a lot of times. You know, I I can look at the expression on Brenda's face, you know, and just, you know, it just kind of like alerts me a little bit more, you know, that I'm not paying enough attention to what I'm doing and right. I need to pay more attention, you know, and just, I, I think the communication without communicating. Right. Yeah. Right. So would you agree with that, Brenda? Yes, definitely. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Cause you know, sometimes they attack one or the other and they always have, they always like the females for some reason. They always, uh -huh. want to go for, they always want to go for the girls. Um, you know, this demon hunting team, you know, this is not for everyone. This stuff is real. And we have team members drop out almost as soon as they get started. Do you find that with your Revelations Paranormal Research Group that you have a lot of people that think they want to be demon hunters, but when they come right to it, they don't, they can't make the cut? I don't think they really take it that serious. I mean, there is some that do, but... And then they just kind of go in. I don't know. I think they think that they're going to get a TV show out of it. <laughs> Actually, yeah. you know, yeah. I think they think they're going to be famous. But, you know, it's like when, you know, when the crap hits the fan, so to speak. Um, yeah, they usually run for the hills. So, oh, yeah. And we're really careful who, if we have anybody do it with us, you know, we're careful because, you know, if they're not strong in their faith, we're not going to let them in there. Because, I mean, that's that's risking us. Too. Right. And that's the thing is you get risk because, you know, you like you said, like Kevin said, you know, you got to depend on everyone and pay, you know, everyone's got to pay attention. And, you know, really, the the team members are the most crucial in that hunt, you know. So, yeah. I mean, the, of course, there's the victims, but really the team members are the most crucial because they're the ones that, um, you know, the demons are going to go after because, you know, they don't want you to upset the apple cart, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. 
Kevin, you're an ordained minister, like you had said earlier. So you've been doing several exorcisms. Um, but Joe taught you a new technique called binding. Do you, you said that you feel that it's a little more effective. Why do you think it's a little more effective? Because it's faster or? Uh, well, it is faster. And, uh, you know, the, the initial binding that uh, he had me to do, you know, it was uh, seven demons that <laughs> I bound. You know, and when I went off into the woods, you know, pretty much as soon as I laid the circle of salt, you know, <laughs> I, I felt their presence. Yes. Yeah. They pace and, back and forth. They do. And uh, after it was all said and done, you know, I felt a little worse for the wear. But, you know, uh, <laughs> at, at the same time, it just uh, that feeling of them being there and being present was gone. Yes. And then the victims too. How did they react? Uh, well, that's that's a strange from there. I have tried and tried since I got since I did that to get a hold to them, and they have yet to respond to uh, text messages or emails. Well, you know what that's that's saying that's saying that um, you know you did you did your job. It's very thankless, isn't it? <laughs> you don't know what you you know. People don't say that you know all you want is a little thank you because you did risk life and limb. You went out into that woods um, by yourself to bind you know the, these evil entities, and then they can't even give you a call back. But that happens a lot, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Mm. Yeah, it's a very thankless job. It is. It doesn't pay well either. <laughs> no, that really sucks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, we get phone calls day and night, and we had to get a different phone. Uh, we call it, the, you know, for our demon calls, I call it the demon phone. Joe and I have day jobs. You and Brenda, you guys do this full time. So do you take calls at all times of the night? Uh, actually, Brenda works. Okay. During the and, uh, you know, most of them... Um, a lot of them will contact me through email. That seems to be yeah, that's a better their, thing. Yeah, yeah, that's that seems to be the mode that they want to contact us in. You know, and then uh, I let Brenda handle the initial interviews because she can get more a feel for it. You know, whether it's something that you know we need to get involved in, or you know, are they right. just blowing smoke? Because so, it could just be yeah. ghost, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, so usually when they contact me, I, I ask them for a phone number that uh, my wife can get back in touch with them mm -hmm. and explain that she does the initial interviews. And so they, they'll call her then. Or never call. And or never call back. I know we get that. I mean, um, you know, on your email, do you get these things where people go help? <laughs> and you're like, okay, um, help with what? What do you need? You know, and then people get upset because, you know, that we don't answer the phone right away. But, you know, there is a process because you do have to protect yourself as well. Yeah. So, so you, you guys don't charge, but do you ask for donations? If they want to. If they yeah. want to. Okay. You know, and, and we, we have had people do that, you know, and even when they offer us money, you know, we tell them, you don't, you don't owe us a thing. Right. And, and most people, the ones that are really thankful, they're, they'll always be the ones that, you know, hey, I, I know you didn't ask, but, you know, I'm, I'm giving you some money for what you did. Right, right. Because, you know, yeah. there's gas and stuff involved, you know what I mean? So there is some, you know, we do have to get to the location and all that stuff, so. Yeah, now we did one, which uh, Brenda ended up with a little uh, full-blooded French bulldog out of the deal. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> wow. yeah. Yeah, but, so we named her Spooks. Okay, but, perfect. <laughs> The, 
the couple told us, you know, we kept telling her, no, this is, this is an $1,800 dog. You're not giving it to us. And she said, yep, you're taking the dog one way or the other. Wow. That's really nice. Joe and I have not had a dog yet. So we do have a dog at home, but we haven't got a dog yet. Um, <laughs> Brenda, when you and Kevin are driving to the homes of the clients, do you and Kevin bicker? No. Because Joe no. and I... <laughs> We bicker sometimes, not all the time, but, you know, we can tell that how powerful a demon is because we're kind of battling it, you know, and there is, as we were facing it, you know, it's like, you know, like he's, he's turned the wrong way and he's like irritated and I'm irritated. So I just wondered if you guys ever encountered that kind of thing. Oh, I think in a way we're in our own little world (laughs) in that time, you know, playing and you know, getting prepared. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, you know, I'm a psychic. So, you know, that sometimes I, I, you know, I can feel things a lot. And sometimes okay. I think that, you know, there's an influence on me. And then, you know, just whatever Joe says just really irritates me. <laughs> He's like, what? Yeah. So anyway, it's like, it's funny. It's funny how that, but not all the time, just, you know, just certain times. So we can kind of tell what we're like, we'll sit there and we'll go, okay, it's the demon. Let's just stop. And we're going to regroup. So. Yeah. Now, and one of the things that uh, that tends to affect me is like the night before, you know. Oh, I, sure, I, sure. Yeah. I, I like to go to my study, you know, and and spend some time alone, you know, and studying the word, and you know, and just praying about what we're about to do. And it it seems like a lot of times I will come out of my study, and it's like I've worked a sixteen-hour day. I'm just exhausted. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, you know, uh, we call it the demon funk afterwards. And so that's one of the reasons why we talk about the lemon showers is that, you know, you get that demon funk on there. But, you know, what's interesting is um, uh, uh, people that won't do the lemon showers. And, you know, you know this because your son um, at one time um, we asked him to do a lemon shower and he told us that he did. And I said, no, he didn't. And, you know, I live in Michigan and he lives in Missouri. So, yeah. so it's like, how did she know? It's like, I just know. <laughs> so take that lemon shower. He had a whole bunch of, how did she know? <laughs> I know. I know. It's like, I, 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 you know, I always say it's theirs, not mine. And I don't know. Um, how it comes, but it comes. But Brenda, you are you are on your way to becoming a, what we call a demon dowser, aren't you? A what? A demon dowser, you know, getting the names and things like that. We had talked about you. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Starting yeah. to do all that stuff. So, And I figured it out. I figured out how the names are coming to me. It's like a form of psychometry. And um, psychometry, you know, they talk about things in your hands. But, you know, when you look at pictures and you think about a person, that's a form of psychometry, too. So I think that's how the names come to us is that way. That's an interesting concept. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we have to protect ourselves, you know, as well as our clients. So um, you want to make sure that when you go into the environment that it is a safe environment because, you know, like, like you, Brenda, you have children and grandchildren. You don't want to bring that home to them. So, so how do you teach your team not to do that? No, we're pretty strict about that. Okay. Once a hunt is over, you know, we, we make sure that we pray, you know, and we, we've had other members say that, you know, well, they had to get going and, you know, we, we basically tell them, no, you're not going yet. So, so you guys do have a protection of prayer and uh, do you do smudging at all? No. Okay. No. So what is the best lesson you have learned about the demonic? 
don't make them mad. <laughs> right. They're already mad. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. I know some people like to challenge them. Yeah, you don't that, do that. That that's probably the greatest lesson that we've learned. And ironically, uh, you know, Sean reinforced that ideal when uh, he got the demon attached to him. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you know, so uh, you know, we're we're just really particular. We we've had other people that you know we thought would might make a good team member and we allowed them to go with us <laughs> and they, they do stupid stuff you know and i well one girl brenda had to tell her you know you, this isn't about you you just right. will get over yourself you know and so you, and know, you can't go in making stuff up if you didn't hear something you didn't hear something you right know? yeah and yeah we had that problem before it's like it's bad enough. I mean, you know, it's like they're there, they're with us all everywhere. So don't be making stories up. So, so what is your best lesson you've learned about the demonic? Yeah, they can be defeated. Mm-hmm. And you know, um, you know, it's kind of like David going up against Goliath. You know, you just how much confidence do you have in yourself and in and God? Right. Right. Mostly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> do you think do you do the both of you because you're you you know you're very you know you're, you have good faith do you think demons are religious well uh scripture and i think i brought this up with joe at one point you know the scripture says uh, uh the demons know and they they fear or they shake i can't remember exactly what the verse says mm-hmm. but you know so it's biblical that they know who God is and they know of God's power. But if they were religious or whatever, uh, they wouldn't be doing the things they were doing. I don't know. The Pharisees and the Sadducees were religious. Right. Well, yeah. And like the demons themselves. But, you know, Joe's book is a secular look. And the reason why he used the word secular is because these entities or demonic is in all kinds of religion. So some people just think that, you know, the Catholics have sewn up on demons, but you know, they're everywhere. So there's different cultures where there are different religious backgrounds that will use different things to try to protect themselves from the demons. But in uh, my experience, the demons are not as religious as the person themselves. The person, if you have good faith, the demons don't want that. They don't want you happy. They don't want you, you know, you know, oh, no. strong faith. They want you to be broken and, you know, have addictions and all this other stuff. So, you know, it's, so it's rough. So, Brenda, you believe that your faith in Jesus is your best protection from the demonic. Yes, I do. Okay. So do you tell people that once they've had a demonic uh, entity, um, to go to church or to, what do you guys tell them to help heal that situation? Well, we start out when we go investigate, you know, we ask, you know, if they know God and, and, you know, all that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they, they open up to us, you know, if they're into alcohol or, sure. or, you know, what, you know, all fighting, you know, as a couple and stuff, you know, we explain to them that, that that's what brings them the demonic end is in things. And then, you know, we try to tell them, you know, you need to stop, try to stop doing them things that bring them in and go, go to church or sit down and read your Bible or, you know, things like that. So a person that's not religious listening to this, you would still help them, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. 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 So Kevin, why don't you uh, tell us again how people can get a hold of you 
Well, uh, they can visit our website, and like I said, it's a mouthful. It's uh, revelationsparanormalresearchgroup.com, or uh, our uh, email account is rprghosthunters at gmail.com. And, uh, of course, there's our phone numbers, which both of our numbers are listed on the website. Okay. I, I agree, too. I think that, you know, some sort of religious or happiness or whatever, you know, you have to believe in a higher power. Otherwise, it's not going to work because these things, you know, are from evil, you know. So, so okay. Well, Brenda and Kevin, thank you so much for spending time with me. Um I really appreciate your um, view on this. And um, until next time, this is Dorinda Stewart, wife of a demon hunter. Thank you.